Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of NFL DFS Today. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, uh, as I always am, Mike, am I pronouncing your name wrong, man? Michael LaFemina. I heard you pronounce it yourself, <laughs> and uh, now I need it's, to actually correct myself there. Go ahead. <laughs> it's a tomato-tomato thing. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's technically LaFemina. We just say LaFemina around here. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, when I say LaFemina, I can do the you yeah. know, Italian thing, yeah. and, then, and then, I you know, it's a little easier for me to remember. But anyways, Mike, nice to talk to you again. We are going to be talking week four. Uh, NFL main slate. We've got uh, a slate of great games here. I think we've got some good, really key insights for you guys. Um, if you guys aren't already already following us on Twitter and all of that, at EthosDFS, at EthosFantasyFB. Uh, Mike is at MLafem10, and I am at EthosKeith. We'll, we'll plug those again at the end of the show, but just want to kind of get that out there and out of the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, in general, I mean, you know, just kind of starting us out here, Mike, are there any kind of you know, any kind of like overall uh, observations you have about the slate, like, you know, maybe running backs kind of thin here. I mean, that's kind of what I'm, I'm seeing, honestly, uh, running back, maybe kind of thin in, in terms of uh, some value guys or, or, you know, QB strong, like any, any kind of overall stuff you're looking at there. Yeah. Um, you know, the pricing obviously is getting a little more efficient as, as it tends to do as the season goes on. Um, we got to just, you know, find our value plays and plug them in. I think the most popular game that's going to be played is going to be the Vegas and Chargers uh, game just because, A, it's a great scoring environment with two rickety defenses going at it. And there's a couple misprices in that game that we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so I see a lot of ownership being congested into that game. Um, so there's going to be some cash staples from there. And if you're going to play him in tournaments, you know, I have no problem. Obviously you're going to want a piece of that game in some of your tournament lineups, but you just got to be careful about how many pieces you're using or how you're using them in that game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, lots of options, lots of good game environments. So excited to dig into it and, I, and i'm interested to hear that too i think you know um i'm going and if you guys are new to this uh mike is definitely um giving suggestions more so for cash i'm definitely a heavy gpp player i'm looking looking for the big score i'm willing to go months without getting a big hit so uh just take that for what it's worth some of my plays may not be the best for you guys if you're just trying to hit the money and trying to be profitable uh, over the long term, uh, I'm just trying to hit that big one and, and go home happy. But we'll see if that happens this year. Um, but, you know, that's interesting that you say that with the Vegas and, and Chargers game. I actually have a, a play from that and it might surprise some people. But let's talk. Uh, let's go. Let's go um, position by position here. Let's talk QB. Um, you know, I think, you know, obviously you look at the top of the board here, you know, uh, Josh Allen, you know, Hurts. Uh, Justin Herbert, nothing wrong with those guys here for cash games. I don't think, obviously, right. Um, mm -hmm. But there's some there's some cheaper ones that I like as well. So, uh, what are your thoughts here? Sh give me some names here. Yeah, obviously, you mentioned the top of the board. It's never a bad idea to go to the top of the board. But the way I like to play cash games, I try and get away with the cheapest quarterback uh, possible and and spend elsewhere on the skill position guys. The first guy that caught my eye. And we did get confirmation that he's going to be back this week is Anthony Richardson. Um, just from what we've seen with him so far, that elite rushing upside is always appealing from the quarterback position. Doesn't get too difficult of a matchup 
going against this Rams defense this week. Um, and price at only 6,700. It's a little more than I would like, but it's still not, you know, it's still significant savings when you're comparing it to a Josh Allen or a Jalen Hurts, and you're getting a pretty similar ceiling um, and a pretty similar floor. In all honesty, his, as I mentioned, that rushing upside provides a floor that you like in cash. It's not a, like a Kirk Cousins situation where it could, it could go bad. We've seen it go bad, right? For Kirk, not, not so much this year yet, but um, (laughs) if it goes bad, you know, there's nowhere to turn for Kirk, right? He's not going to get you 50, 60 rushing yards and possibly a rushing touchdown. So uh, Richardson definitely caught my eye. Um, The other one, is a little gross to say, but if he's it's if he's gonna do it, like, and he hasn't been terrible this year, but Russell Wilson at fifty eight hundred, going against your Bears, yeah, um, yeah. We, we've seen what that defense has been like this year. Uh, you know, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, are very formidable weapons. Um, they are passing at a pretty good rate too. Should be an up-and-down game, given the state of both of these defenses, in all honesty. Uh, so Russell Wilson at 5,800 is also very much in consideration. Yeah, and, and I'm going to throw out there also, and, and again, these are GPP plays, and I'm going, I'm leaning heavy into contrarian this week, so just a heads <laughs> up on that. Uh, but Justin Fields, 6,600, uh, yep. nice same exact game, you know, going the other way. I think, you know, people, I don't think they'll overlook it. I think it'll be a, a heavily stacked game, honestly, but... Um, you know, Justin Fields or or Russell Wilson, that game, I think, are, are definitely good plays uh, and they're cheaper options at the QB position. And I know Fields has been terrible. I know the Bears have been terrible. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the biggest Bears hater out there as a Bears fan. <laughs> I have to be because they're terrible every year. Um, but, you know, th- both these teams are just bad. So it's going to be uh, one of those mud fights um, where, you know, either team can really come out on top. I think it'll be a competitive game. Um, uh-huh. in that kind of game environment, you know, we know Fields can, can get, get, you know, yards with his legs and, um, you know, just like you're talking about with Anthony Richardson, I think, you know, uh, I'm not going to call it a safe floor with Justin Fields by any means, but I do think there's yeah. a, uh, it there's used to be. yeah, <laughs> I do think there's an upside. Uh, so. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if he's ever going to do it, it's gotta be this week. Um, yeah. so yeah, it, definitely. it's just, it, it's been, I have him in an, in a season long league. And it's just, I, I didn't think I would have to be considering what I'm going to do with him well, by week four. And it's MVP just... <laughs> chatter before the season started. It's like, you know, that's just not going to happen. You know, and, and I had my concerns about his ability to throw the ball and, you know, that's been sure. obviously, um, you know, through, th- th- they've tried to make him into a pocket passer and just hasn't worked out. And um, they're going to continue to try that. And, and, you know, I don't necessarily blame them. I think, you know, if he's going to take that progression to be, actual uh, NFL QB he's gotta he's gotta have that skill set and uh it's just been such a disaster so far but I'm gonna throw another name out there since we're talking about DFS QB mm. um another guy here and this is uh, again contrarian because I think a lot of people are gonna be off of him with Joe Burrow um yep. the Bengals QB Tennessee Titans we know you can't run against the Tennessee Titans you beat them through the air um I'm hoping a lot of people are going to be off of this because they're targeting those other guys you mentioned so I am actually leaning heavy into this uh, stack here in my GPPs. Um, but yeah, Burrow's my QB at 6,500. That's a guy I've got locked in my lineup right now. So any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on any of the other guys on the slate? Yeah, I think Burrow makes a ton of sense, especially in tournaments. Um, he's 
one of those guys that I like I have a few where I try and fit a stack in every week just because they can go nuclear him yeah. and Lamar Jackson are just you know it, it doesn't happen every week but right the weeks it does happen um <laughs> it happens so well he, he's, you know, he, he is limited. I mean, I, you know, I saw him play, we all watched him play in that last game. Um, you know, he, he wasn't making throws down the field. Um, they didn't have to, um, I do think, you know, against this Titans team, you know, you can't sleep on this Titans team. You have to make those throws on the field. That's where mm-hmm. you're going to beat them. So, um, I do think, you know, I think people are overreacting to what they saw last week. And I think even when you're looking at the way that this game score has moved, it started open at 45, I believe it was. Um, 44.5, sorry, about a week ago. And now it's, you know, trended down. It's at 41 right now. So, um, you know, people are pounding that under, I get it, but I think people are overreacting to that. I think, you know, you still got Jamar Chase on this and we'll talk about wide receiver. So got Jamar Chase, y'all still got T Higgins, still got so much, so much talent, uh, on this team. I really do think that they could, um, score a lot of points against the Titans, um, you know, in an ideal world. So we'll see how that works out for me. Let's move on, though, to the running back position. I think this is probably the most interesting position on the slate for you. And I, I really want to get your thoughts on it because I mm-hmm. I have some plays here. I don't feel great about them, and they're cheaper options. But uh, let me hear – let me let you go first. Tell me your running backs, who you're, who you're looking at there. Yeah. Uh, there's one super standout play to me, and that's Kyron Williams at $6,000. Um, not that the Colts' defense is, you know – the ideal target for your running backs. They're only allowing 3.5 yards per carry on the ground this season, but Williams's role has just been absolutely out of control. Like things we haven't seen for years from the running back position in terms of usage. He played since they deactivated Cam Akers in week two, he's played 131 of 135 offensive snaps (laughs) for the Rams. Um, and it's it's included 41 opportunities, you know, 24 on the ground, 17 through the air. It's just at that price with that volume, it really doesn't even matter who they're playing. He he can get there on, on volume alone. It's a dome environment um, and it's projected to be a close game with a with a pretty modest total of 46. So there's there's ways that he can really explode here. And I just don't see a low four with that type of volume that he's getting. So for cash games, he's an easy click at 6,000. I don't mind throwing them in a tournament lineup yeah. either because there's, there's a ceiling there as well. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you're, you're absolutely right there. And I think, you know, um, there's a couple other guys in that 5,500, 5, 6,000 range that I'm looking at also, um, as kind of pivots, but um, the guys I did end up locking into my lineup here, and we're talking about DraftKings. Um, I got a, a slightly different on FanDuel, but for DraftKings, I've got uh, man, this is making me making me almost throw my mouth thinking about it. But I've got Najee Harris uh, against the Houston uh, Texans. You know, I, uh, risky play, absolutely. Uh, we all know Jalen Warren's the better running back there, but you know, even if Jalen Warren ends up taking the bulk of the carries, it's going to be like a 60-40 split, so you still get 40% of the runs for Najee and um, you know, can, can he break one open against this Houston Texas defense that's banged up, um, you know, left and right. I think it's, I think it's a possibility. Um, and I do think it's going to be a play that nobody's going to be on. So again, GPP only a, a guy though, that I think you can even consider for cash that I've got um, Javante Williams of the you mm-hmm. know, Denver Broncos against the, the bears. I and mean, <clears throat> we already talked about it, but 
Um, just such a porous defense on that Bears team. And, and, and that, that's the run and the pass. I mean, it feels like um, every second or third play, uh, you know, is a run play for seven or eight yards against the Bears. So um, if you're able to do that, I mean, there's no incentive to pass the ball. You, you know, you don't want to risk losing the ball. So um, it could be a, a game script where we see a lot of running from uh, the Broncos, especially if they end up getting up early. So um, so I do like uh, Javante Williams in, in cash or GPP, Najee Harris. Uh, strictly a GPP. I think it's a high, high, you know, risk uh, dice roll there. But I do like that play also against the Texans. Um, some other guys I'm looking at as well. But I'm gonna let you uh, tell me some of your cheaper options there. Uh, yeah, for a cheaper option, um, I think you could. It's not super cheap, but you could do worse in that same game that I mentioned from earlier. Zach Moss, just kind of the yeah. same thesis as Kyron Williams. His, his workload is just out of this world. Um, there's just nothing behind him. Um, little bit tempered with Richardson being back um, just cause he will soak up some of the running game work and probably be the, the main goal line rusher as opposed to Moss. Um, but we did see Moss catch a touchdown last week. I don't yeah. know if that necessarily <laughs> translates with Richardson. Um, so, uh, like you could do worse than Moss. Um, Rashad White is only 5,600 with another another great role. Obviously, New Orleans D is not the ideal fit for running backs, but he's going to get some targets. He's got the workload to himself for the most part. You know, Sean Tucker comes in and spells him every once in a while, but um, I think Rashad White is definitely viable at 5,600 as well. Yeah, I mean, he's got the workload. I mean, you know, the, the matchup's not great, but the workload's there. And, you know, as long as you're getting the workload, you're always going to be uh, in the player pool. Um, let's talk about one guy here before we move on to wide receivers. I want to talk about one guy yeah. where p- that people are going to get um, fooled. And that's that's Devin, <laughs> Devon Achan. Uh, I, I guess he, he, pronoun- <laughs> he pronounces it Achan. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. That, that's what I, he said. I, I, I saw, I saw, I saw. <laughs> Even though he's been called Achan his entire college career and yeah. NFL career so far. It's now Echan after a big, what, three touchdown game, I think it was. Um, but l- l- let's temper our expectations. That's all I'm going to ask people. Um, you know, he went for, I think, over 200 yards, I believe. But but many of those yards were in, you know, they were already up 40 points. I mean, mm-hmm. not going to take anything away from the young man. I think he's an explosive young player. Salvin yeah. Ahmed's in that backfield. Mostert's obviously ahead of him firmly in the, in, in the depth chart. So, uh, you really need to temper your expectations. I, I mean, can he score a touchdown? Yeah, I, I absolutely think he can. Can he go for 100 yards? Yeah, he's got that skill. But there's there's other people in that backfield. So I just go with anyone else that, in that price range, I think, than, than HN and let other people deal with that. I just, especially against this Buffalo uh, Bills defense, I just, I, I'm not seeing it, man. What, what do you think there? Yeah, I, I don't see much ownership going his way anyway. I think a lot of people have the same sentiment that you do. Um, and it's, you know, Bills have a pretty good run D despite what happened in week one with Brees Hall running all over them. Um, you know, they've really tightened that up the last few weeks. Jordan Poyer is out in the secondary. So I expect Miami to try and attack them through the air. Um, and like you said, there's just too much competition back there for touches. Um, obviously the upside in the ceiling is enticing, but you know, for now, 
definitely not a cash game consideration for me. If if you wanted to throw him into a really large field tournament play, you know, go for it. But small field tournaments, like three maxes and single entries, cash games, it's a pass for me. Yeah. So um, I would be... <laughs> If you want to go down the Josh Kelly train at 5,300, oh, uh, you know, I understand it, but I can't do yeah. it. I can't do it anymore. So, um, and if you have the money, I don't see why. I, I talked about it on Monday's show with the look ahead, how Christian McCaffrey is just not a staple of your lineups. Um, 9,200 is a lot to pay, but. It's worth it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even even with the Cowboys losing last week, we saw a, a, a good outcome from Tony Pollard last week. Yeah. Um, you know, Arizona's been frisky, but I, I don't know how much longer that's going to keep up. And we all know what a bad, bad man Christian McCaffrey is. And I don't it looks like Elijah Mitchell might not play this week. He's, mm-hmm. he's on the questionable side and. Not not that he eats into his workload all that much, but it's um, Christian McCaffrey is just yeah. smash 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 spot. So <laughs> well, they did say they did say he wanted to get Elijah Mitchell a little bit more involved last week, and that, that definitely did happen. So um, <clears> yeah. <throat> there is a world if, if Elijah Mitchell does play, where you know the Niners just blow out the the Cardinals, and yep. you know third quarter you don't see much of CMC, but. Um, but like you said, you know, last week, if that happens, um, CMC probably has a, a pretty good line anyways, um, by the time it sits. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I think it's pretty safe there. Um, all right, wide receivers, let's move on here. Uh, I think I know where you're going with it. I'm just going to throw it out there right now. I'm, I'm stacking, like I said, against the Titans pretty heavily. I've got Burrow there and I'm just hoping for a big Bengals blowout. I think it's going to come one game. I, I don't know when it's going to be. I'm hoping it's this one, but I've got Jamar Chase. I've got T Higgins. Yep. Uh, 7,800, 6,800, and I'm going to stack them with Burrow in my GPP, and fingers crossed. <laughs> we'll see how that yeah. goes. Uh, yeah. But uh, but what, what are you looking at? <laughs> no, that's totally viable, totally. I mean, we saw Chase resurrect from the dead last week, um, yeah. 11 catches. So he's he's back. Um, oh, and just hopefully we can continue that train. And we've seen Chase and Higgins have – monster games together. So, um, yeah, I'm totally on board with that. Um, two specifically that I'm, I'm going to have a hard time not being in my cash game lineups, both from the same game. I've talked about it at the beginning, it kind of hinting at what game I'm getting at here. And that's Keenan Allen and Devonte Adams. I mean, yeah. Devonte Adams <laughs> is just the target monster. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It doesn't yeah. matter what uniform he's wearing. He's just uh, a fantasy God. And it's just, <laughs> um, you know, chargers give up, have been giving up the most point fantasy points to opposing wide receivers this year. Uh, Jimmy G is playing this week. So, or trending towards playing. I don't know if it's, he's been officially yeah, ruled. Yeah. He's, he's practicing, but he's still, okay. I think he's still in concussion protocol, but uh, questionable, but I think he's trending in the right way. I think you're right about that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, there, I mean, I don't have to sell people on Devonte Adams. I don't think, but, uh, yeah. for $8,000, I just, I don't understand why his price is so cheap that it is. Um, cause you know, you get Jefferson at 96, Tyreek at 9,200, 
you know, well worth those prices. And then it drops down considerably to 81, the Steph Diggs, 8,000 for Devontae Adams. And then Keenan Allen, you know, obviously he's not going to be throwing for a touchdown uh, every week or probably the rest of the season, but he is still, uh, you know, a target monster as, as he ever was. Um, Obviously Mike Williams out for the year. So I expect Josh Palmer to step up into that wide receiver two role and for Keenan Allen, who's seen uh, 39 targets so far this year, um, no less than nine in a game, which was week one, saw 10 targets week two, 20 targets last week. Um, I, you know, this is another great offensive environment. Uh, So Keenan Allen at 7,900 is also just too cheap for me. Yep, I totally agree with you there. Um, those are definitely very, very solid plays. If I wasn't playing my double stack with, with the Bengals, obviously, and I was playing cash, that would be absolutely where I'd go. Um, okay, here's a guy I have in my lineup right now, and I, I'm just realizing right now that I probably have to get him out because Bryce Young looks like he probably will play. <laughs> uh, but I have Adam Thielen here. Uh, I was hoping at 4,500 Adam Thielen would be against uh, that Minnesota defense. And I still, you know, I still, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little conflicted here because, you know, that, that Minnesota defense has given up a lot of, uh, air yard. So uh, I think there is a world where, where Thielen could come through for me, but I think I'll probably, mm-hmm. I'll be swap off of them. So we'll see how, I go, where I go with that. But, but what do you see in, in, in terms of, uh, you know, value wide receivers on the board that you're liking here? Yeah, I still think Thielen's viable, even with Bryce Young. Um, he's just, oh, he's terrible. Perf- <laughs> I know, Bryce Young I does. <laughs> yeah. But, He's, you know, he's a professional target earner. Like I, yeah. I'd be, I'm more concerned with like DJ Chark or somebody mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think Thielen uh, is playing a lot more in the slot this year. Um, so, and that's really benefited his game the last few years when he was in Minnesota, he was on the outside a lot and just isn't a guy who's winning one-on-one on the outside anymore. That phases of his career is over and he's excelled in the slot so far to begin the year. And, you know, those are nice, easy routes, um, easy target routes for Bryce Young to fall back on. Um, Tank Dell's still too cheap. They bumped him up to 4,600, but he's, you know, obviously a favorite of CJ Stroud. Um, I'm a little concerned about Houston's offensive line going against this Pittsburgh D line, but, um, you know, I still think Tank Dell should get enough targets to pay off that 4,600 price tag uh obviously i brought it up but josh palmer only being four thousand dollars um is a pretty easy click to make he's he saw a good amount of targets once the mike williams injury occurred last week um and is clearly ahead of quentin johnson in the depth chart right now um to be determined if that's the case a few weeks from now uh but definitely for now they they still draw, trust Josh Palmer. He's been in the offense for a number of years now and um, should be sticky. I also think Elijah Moore is a yeah. good value uh, yeah. at 4,700. I, you know, he he's earning quite a good amount of targets. Uh, let me see exactly. Let me pull that up real quick. How many exactly? But um, uh, yeah, he's earned seven, nine nine targets um yeah so for forty seven hundred dollars they obviously want to get him involved in the passing game um and so 
he seems to yeah. be a favorite of Deshaun Watson. So yeah, those targets haven't quite translated into to a lot of yards just yet, but right. but they will. That's there will be a week <laughs> where that will happen. Uh, yeah. I'm seeing now he he caught all nine targets last week, so that's that's nice nine nine nine, but uh, only 49 yards. So that's you know and, and no touchdowns. Right. Um, so. You know, that's a good opportunity, though, because he's getting those targets. And like you said, he's involved, um, only 4,700. I really like that Josh Palmer, though. I slipped him in there now and was able to, to, to pump up my defense. So uh, good call on that there, Mike. Um, and tight end, we're going to slip to tight end here. Uh, if you guys don't have the DFS pass, though, I will say this is a, a look ahead. Obviously, things are going to change. You know, it's Friday night. We've got Saturday. We've got Sunday morning. A lot of information is going to come out Sunday morning. Mike's in that Discord for you with that DFS pass, walking you guys through that stuff. I know a few of you did sign up over the last couple of days, so I appreciate you guys. Uh, get in that Discord, ask questions. We are happy to answer for you guys. I'm there as well if you guys have any questions for me. Um, but, yeah, Mike's Mike's the main guy to go to there, and uh, it's only $5 a month. It's ridiculously cheap. So uh, go get that DFS pass, sportsethos.com. Let's talk tight ends, though, and I think, you know, you've seen you, – you, you obviously are in the Discord. You see my plays for player props. I think you know what tight end I'm probably on here. Uh, so I'm gonna let you start here. Talk to me about tight ends. Who who are you targeting here? Are you, are you spending up there? Because you you typically look for the cheapest guy, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's it's a little gross this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, at at tight end, uh, you know we don't get Kelsey. He's in the Sunday night game. Yeah. Um, Evan Ingram and Kyle Pitts. Say what you will about them, but you know they're at least viable usually on some weeks. They're in the London game this week. Um. Darren Waller's in the Monday night game. So, you know, your top options are TJ Hawkinson, so, who I think is a little overpriced. 6500 yeah. It's yeah. Pretty expensive. Um, right. And it's, you know, I, I understand, you know, he's I, like, I love TJ Hawkinson. I have him on almost all of my season log leagues. Nice. <laughs> um, but you know, for the price, I, I just I can't go there. Fifty four hundred for Andrews is something to think about. If you want, if you're spending up in tight end, that's where I'd go. You know, he, mm-hmm. he was a little low volume last week and a little disappointing, but um, you know, Odell is out, Rashad Bateman is out, so should be the Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews show yeah. this week for the past game. Um, obviously, Cleveland is a pretty stout defense and not an ideal matchup, but um, you know, Lamar's got throw to somebody and Andrews has pro- proven to be a consistent target earner for him. But um, I think Fryermuth is probably my favorite cheap option here. Um, pretty juicy matchup against uh, Houston in relation to going against the tight end. Um, they have, they do tend to give up funnel targets to the middle of the defense Um they're 23rd this year against the tight end and fantasy points against, um, you know, we're seeing the picket Fryermuth connections start to pick up a little steam as the year goes on. Um, so Fryermuth is my chief target. I'm also okay with both the Bills guys um, just, just because it's, it's a great offensive environment. Kincaid's, He's out there, man. It's just hasn't been. <laughs> he's out there. <laughs> he's out there. It's it hasn't tr- fully translated yet. Um, yeah. But it's going to eventually. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you know Knox for his price, he gets four to five targets a game, which a couple catches and falls into the end zone. Yep. You take that and 
yep. you go on your way. So let me run my guy past you here, and you, you yep. may already know, but uh, but Logan Thomas, I'm going mm-hmm. Logan Thomas, 3100. Uh, he's obviously had the concussion uh, week two, um, but it looks like he's going to play. He's going to be available to play. That's the latest uh, that we have on him there. Uh, and the reason that I'm looking at him here is, A, the matchup. It's the Eagles. They're the worst team against the tight end position. They seem mm-hmm. to always give up yards, touchdowns to the tight end, opposing tight ends. And then I'm looking at Logan Thomas's um, targets through the first two weeks. Eight targets in week one. Uh, three targets in week two, but if you just said it, he went out with yep. a concussion what, with like a minute 30 left in the in the uh, second quarter. Yeah, so that crushed. was like, yeah, he did. He got really hard. And the uh, the other guy, I can't remember his name, but he got, he got uh, suspended, I believe, um, for a game. Uh, he got tossed from that game, at least. I don't think he got suspended, actually. He got tossed from that game, though. Um, but anyways, three targets uh, through, through half the game. So, you know, obviously uh, on pace to get six targets in that game. So eight, six targets. I mean, you know, 3,100. Um, plus matchup against the worst team uh, against the tight end position in the league. Uh, I'm just I'm loving this guy this week. I, I'm on his uh, prop for his uh, you know yards over, and um, you know I'm hoping that uh, I'm just hoping the Commanders don't get crushed too hard by the Eagles. I think that's my main concern here. <laughs> so, but if they do, I mean you know they'll throw the ball a bit, and hopefully uh, you know he'll get some downfield targets. I mean uh, he had an 18 yard catch on week two and, and a 19 yard catch in week one. So um, you know. Maybe he'll get aired out a little bit. So that's that's who I'm going with at the tight end position here. Fair, fair. Yeah, just that D line versus O line matchup yeah. scares me a little bit, but um, it sure does. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's certainly viable, especially in in GPPs for sure. Yeah. And, okay. So uh, last thing here is the defenses, obviously. Uh, and you know, I don't think we have to kind of beat around the bush here. I mean. Um, I had a, a kind of a, a contrarian play, and as we were talking there, I switched switched it up. So um, I teased a little bit of a, a, a you know surprising play earlier, and I'm not going to go that direction. I'm going to go with the Broncos <laughs> over the Bears. Uh, you know, uh, Bears are just awful. I'm not going with Justin Fields in this lineup, so therefore um, I'm okay with going the Broncos defense. If I had Fields, obviously as my QB, which I did when I was first building my lineup, I wouldn't go Broncos defense. That makes no sense at all. Um, but since I swapped to uh, Burrow. I'm hoping my Bears get shut down by, by the Broncos, <laughs> uh, which probably isn't going to happen. But, uh, hey, it, there's definitely the propensity and the um, ability for them to get plenty of turnovers with, uh, you know, Fields throwing, I think, four interceptions this season already, I believe. So um, mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. But um, I've got the Broncos. What are you going with that defense there? Um, paying 3700 for a team that just gave up a 70 piece <laughs> is bold, my friend, right? You know, but life re- – Life rewards the bold, so. Um, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll see how yeah. it goes for Yeah. Um, I think the Browns at 2,800 is certainly um, certainly a tasty option. You know, we got some injuries on the offensive line for Baltimore. We I mentioned Odell and Bateman are out. Um, and we've seen Lamar Jackson get sacked uh, quite a few times. The Browns have just – I don't – I think I saw that they haven't allowed a play in the red zone this year or, or it was something crazy like that. I don't I don't remember the exact stat, but they've been they've been awesome this year. Um, so I, I think at twenty eight hundred, there is little downside of them getting rung up uh, by Baltimore's offense in the current state that it is yeah. in at this time. Um, and then if you want to pay up, I think. I think the Eagles is certainly viable. Um, 
probably not four interceptions from Sam Howell again this week, but it's more so that offensive line is probably one of the uh, weakest in the league going against probably the best defense or one of the best defensive lines and getting pressure. Um, so Eagles at 4,100, if, if you have the money for it, I'm up for cash. I'm probably going down to the Browns at 2,800. Yeah. The, I can't like miles Garrett might win uh defense player of the year this year. I mean, it's early, very early, yeah. but man, he is playing out of his mind. So um can't believe they're, they're priced that low. That's a good call there. Uh, what, what other kind of, uh, you know, um, pivot I I have here that I don't think a lot of people are going to be on is the Rams at 3,000 against the Colts. I know you you know you talked about Anthony Richardson being some mm-hmm. guy you might be on, so obviously if you're playing him, don't go that direction. But um, but the uh, Colts do are down a few offensive linemen, and so I'm I'm looking at that and thinking maybe maybe they could do something there. And you know I mean Anthony Richardson's looked great so far, but he is still a rookie QB, so you know maybe he. Uh, coming back from a concussion as well, so he got he's got a world rocked a little bit, so maybe he's a little bit hesitant in, in what he's doing out there. So um, that's one other one that kind of intrigues me there as I'm looking at this at, at three thousand. But again, I think that's kind of a, a GPP pivot, and not really. Um, I wouldn't call that chalk by any any stretch of the imagination. So um, let's clo- let's close this out though. Let's talk about kind of our favorite games here on the slate here, Mike. Um, you know, what's your favorite game here to target? I think you already mentioned it basically, but. Um, just, just quickly, mm-hmm. you know, run me through what your favorite game of target is and, and who your favorite targets are in that game. Yeah, um, I'll give a couple. So mm-hmm. obvi- for, for cash, it's the Chargers Vegas. You know, the total's at 48 and a half. Uh, um, cheap options galore and Josh Palmer, uh, Adams underpriced, Allen underpriced, even Jacobs uh, projects as one of the highest, you know, plays of the slate. He's he's probably more of it. That's a good way to play this game in a tournament because he's going to see lower ownership as people gravitate towards Christian McCaffrey and Kyron Williams and Zach Moss. Um, he can't play everybody. So and a lot of people are going to gravitate towards Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen. Um, so Josh Jacobs, same game should still be a good, you know, it hasn't been great for Jacobs to start the year, but. Again, this Chargers defense does nothing to scare me. Uh, even Jacoby Myers is a pretty good value um, and could be a different way to play this in the tournament. He's a PPR machine, um, has integrated into this offense pretty nicely. Um, obviously, Buffalo, Miami is a good game to attack. Uh, it just gets pricey when you start stacking Allen and Diggs and bring it back with Tyreek Hill or even Waddle. It, it just it, it gets pricey. Um, so, you know, James Cook could be a way to could attack that game. I mentioned Knox and Kincaid. Um, and then another game that could, you know, I think that Chicago-Denver game could could pop off with, with how poor those defenses are playing. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, despite the struggles of, you know, Fields and, and Russ, it, it'll be it'll be the um, unstoppable force versus the immovable object there. Yeah. With the, <laughs> but um, yeah, a little bit know, of those, those, in could, there. <laughs> those you know those could be those could be some tournament options as well. Probably not full stacks. Maybe you just want pieces of those games. I'm, yeah. I'm like I'm even okay 
if you want to roster Justin Fields with no stack and just have him as yeah. a naked option, um, and then just you know stack Fields with Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen and go get a piece of it that way. However you want to do it, but those are a couple of the games. Um, even San Francisco, Arizona, you know Marquise Brown could be a good bring back if you want if you're interested in San Francisco's offense. He's been you know the alpha of that wide receiver core. Um, obviously, we don't project a ton of offense coming from Arizona this week going against that stout San Fran defense, but he's earned enough targets that and his price that he he won't kill you. I don't think. Yeah, and um, you kind of stole mine, but that's okay. Uh, the Denver <laughs> and the Chicago game, I think that's really yeah. the one for for especially for GPPs. I'm sorry, and and like you said. I'm trusting guys with their legs. I think, you know, what this game comes down to ultimately, and I'm about to write the um, game preview for our fancy pass people. So if you guys are in the fancy pass and are waiting that preview, it should be coming out tonight for you guys. But, uh, but I think what the game's going to come down to is, you know, who can run the ball and, and keep the ball uh, from keep the, keep the turnovers down who can, you know, not turn the ball over. So I'm looking at guys with their legs. So yeah, like I said, fields, I think even Russell Wilson, even though, you know, he'll, he'll get some uh, yardage with his legs. He'll also throw the ball through the, uh, through the air as well in 5,800. So that's definitely very appealing. And then um, if you want to stack Russell Wilson with someone like, a, like Cortland Sutton or, or Jerry Judy, um, I get it. That, that'd be fine. I think as well. Uh, but I'd also be looking at uh, Javante Williams, like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, you know, even maybe a Roshan Johnson, 4,900. I mean, we're seeing him, um, you know, break into and, and take away some, some usage from Khalil Herbert. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to play Khalil Herbert ever again, uh, in DFS. So, um, yeah. you know, if you wanted to, to, uh, you know, uh, get a, a really contrarian, that, that might be a, a piece you look at as well. So, um, just again, I think it's, it's all about controlling the, uh, controlling the ball, not turning it over. And um, you know, giving giving you a chance a, 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 a you know way to succeed because uh, both these teams have just struggled so mightily. So, um, but I think that's going to do it for us, guys. That is it. Uh, we will have your pickums obviously up soon as well as part of your DFS pass. I know Mike and I will be working on that this weekend. But uh, I am Keith Cork again. You can follow me on Twitter at, at @ethoskeith and Mike. Uh, people can follow you at mlafem10. That's M L A F E M. 10 one zero <laughs> and yes. uh, again go follow at ethos fantasy fb and at ethos dfs um and hey until next time guys hey go get that money <laughs>